Good morning. You are listening to Spiritual Awareness, and I want to welcome you to our broadcast today. I'm Pastor Davenport. I'd like to begin this morning by thanking each and every one of you for helping me to spread God's Word around this world, especially in a time that we're in right now. I mean, it was bad enough with the COVID-19, but now the unrest, the, 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 the rioting, the stealing, the looting, the killing, all around the world, not just in America, but all around the world. Our numbers are growing and showing that we are being heard all over the world. In Canada, Japan, Australia, UK, Germany, all around the world, they're hearing us. Hearing us on places like Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcast, Apple, Pocket Podcast, RadioPublic.com, Spotify, CastBox, Overcast, and some that I don't even know the names of. But we are being broadcast worldwide. Praise Jesus. And as God brings them to hear this message, Jesus gets them saved. Hallelujah. Through the sinner's prayer, they accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. So I want to thank you because this is only possible with your financial help and your support. So thank you again. And please thank you for your many letters of support and your prayer requests that are coming in. If you'll stay tuned to the end of this broadcast, I have some some wonderful offers to make for you today to thank you for supporting our ministry. Today's scriptures will be Psalms 91, 1 through 11, John 14, verse 27, Hebrews 13, verse 9, John 14, 1 through 4. You know, with all that's going on with the world and our nation right now, with all the protests going on in America has reached her breaking point. And fear and anxiety and deep depression are running rampant. And, and with the news of, of possibly children being killed in, in the entire country now, nine-year-olds, two-year-olds, one-year-old, babies still in the crib being shot and murdered. But before you allow fear to take you over completely, I want you to know that God wants you to take a step back. Take a deep breath and let your heart be at rest. Hallelujah. And establish His grace. Establish His grace towards one another. This is God's fulfillment. That's where and when we will find the inner peace. (coughs) Excuse me. And the inner tranquility so needed today. We are trying to open the country's businesses again, back up to put back to work again. But I need you to be diligent here, God is saying. We still need to practice social distancing, wash your hands often, wear a mask when it's appropriate. We don't want this virus to get the upper hand again. But mostly, as Christians, I want you to realize that God is in control. Hallelujah. God is in control. Praise Jesus. Would you bow your heads with me, please? You know, this urgent cry is going out in the heart of America today. Whether that plea is verbalized or just an expression of the face revealing the agony of the heart of the people, of God's people. We want to be set free from these severe difficulties in life that we're facing. So bow your head. And let's go before our Heavenly Father in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today, seeking thy face, seeking thy wisdom, seeking thy grace. 
right now in the name of Jesus. All around the world, in the sound of my voice, Lord God, we are coming before you, claiming 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, where you say, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear their cries from heaven and I will heal their land. Hallelujah. Father, we're claiming that this morning. As around the world, the Christians who are listening to this broadcast and the other churches, I pray, Gospel of Faith Church, will we'll stand up at the 11 o'clock hour and pray, and pray, Lord God, to be set free from COVID-19, to be set free from what's going on in the, in the streets of America where children, children, their blood is running red down the streets of America today. Father, we pray that you would intercede on our behalf, intercede and bring America back to her knees and bring America back uh, to the peace and the tranquility that this country has always had before. Yes, we've had some rough times, but Lord, we've come through because you guided us through it. Has America forgotten about God? Has America forgot the Pledge of Allegiance under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all? Have we forgotten that, my friends? Or are we so weak has the devil gotten us so weak that we no longer can see clearly the cross on Calvary's hill? Can we not see because we're too weak from what the principalities and darkness has done to us that we cannot see the very blood of Jesus uh, dripping from that cross? Listen to me. The devil is about hate and discontent. The devil is about breaking down everything that we claim is holy but Jesus Christ is about love and loving one another hallelujah and Jesus is calling upon you right now in his mighty name to lay down lay down your your anger lay down the rage of American cities and begin to come back to God Go back to your local churches. Go back to your local synagogue and pray that God would forgive us our sins and heal our land. We ask this today in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. Well, praise God. You know that God never said that we are, would not be immune to difficulties. Even when we trust the Lord, it doesn't mean that we are completely isolated from problems in our lives, especially nowadays. The psalmist said that there are many afflictions of the righteous, but he went on to say that the Lord delivers him out of them all in Psalms 34, 19. You see, going through these difficulties results in a, in a refining process because God can work redemptively in all circumstances. In 1 Peter chapter 1, 6 and 7, it says, Regardless of your circumstances that may develop or the reasons for them, God can work in our particular situation for good if we truly love and trust God. In Romans 8 and 28. See, God will help us with the burdens of today. God will help that. I'm going to say it again. God will help us with the burdens of today. We're not to think about tomorrow. 
tomorrow's problems and, and borrowing those difficulties in Matthew 6, 34. Do not concentrate on your problem, my friend, but look up, look up and, and, and away from it because God is bigger than your problems. He can as easily help us solve them as he stilled the storm for the disciples. <clears throat> A solution will come clear as you pray and as you believe in God and exercise your faith. Sometimes the conditions cannot change, but our attitudes can change. This is in turn may change the circumstances that is surrounding you right now. See, God knows of our difficulties. God knows of our problems, and he does have an answer for you today. We need to trust him and he will direct your path. Scripture says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, and whom shall I be afraid? Many are, are going through afflictions of the righteous right now, but the Lord will deliver them out of them all. In Psalms 34, 19, and in Psalms 55, 22, cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. You see, the Lord is on your side. The Bible says in Psalms 118.6, I will not fear. Say it with me. I will not fear what, can, what man can do unto me. Because the way of the Lord is strength. Strength to the upright. Proverbs 10.29. And in Isaiah 40.29, it says, He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, He increases uh, their strength. Praise God. In Isaiah 41, 13, I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Praise God. I want you to get this today. This is kind of a shorter sermon because we, we, we were having a, a barbecue after church, but I want you to get this this morning. It's kind of a humorous little sermon that, I, that I've written, and, and I want you to grab hold of it because I want you to understand. The devil, say it with me, the devil sends hate, but Jesus Christ sends love. Hallelujah. He is the great counselor. He's the peacemaker. He's the Lord of lords and the king of kings. In Ezekiel 6, 7, it says, All the labor of man is for his mouth, and yet the appetite is not filled. And in Matthew 5, 6, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Say that with me. For they shall be filled. You know, some time ago, we had a barbecue place here in Bullhead City. And, and we used to visit it quite often because it was my favorite barbecue restaurant. Man, you'd pass by that place and you would just get that aroma of, of uh, fresh smoked barbecue beef. And it just drove me crazy. And it's had to be closed down now. But we, we've been eating there for many, many years now. And I had eaten some darn good barbecue. And that afternoon, I, 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 one afternoon, I slipped away from everybody without a, a noon meal. So by the time we decided to have that barbecue, we went by there after we worked up an appetite. When the food was finally served to us, it wasn't time with corn on the cob. Texas toast, potato salad, or even or even barbecued beans. You see, as much as I like barbecue beans, and believe me, I do, I enjoy barbecue beans. 
But when I sat down at the table of my favorite restaurant, my appetite was not for barbecue beans. I wanted barbecued brisket, chicken, pulled pork, hot links. I didn't want beans. I wanted barbecue. Hallelujah. And my question to someone here this morning is, who wants beans when there's barbecue on the table? Who wants beans? Some things just don't satisfy you. You're always sitting there thinking about what's for lunch. You're already got your appetite worked up for something tasty in your mouth. Some of you are going to be hard-pressed to go home and eat a sandwich for lunch after, after I've uh, preached this, after I've talked about ooh, fresh barbecue beans and fresh barbecue beef. And I ask you this question. If your appetite for barbecue can't be filled by bologna sandwich, what kind of appetite do you have for God? What kind of an appetite do you have for the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Is it something that can, that can be satisfied with just a spiritual bologna sandwich? Or does somebody here have an appetite that says, I'm not eating beans when there's barbecue on the table. When there's barbecue being served in the cafeteria after services today, I'm not putting up with beans. I want barbecue. Hallelujah. Praise God. You see, hunger causes strange things to happen to a man or a woman. You lose all your manners. It doesn't really matter which uh, is the salad fork or which is the dinner fork. It, it wouldn't matter if you were eating on fine china or, or chinette paper plates. That's what we serve here at the church. You wouldn't fret about how to hold your fork and knife if you were truly hungry. And the world has a hunger problem. Right here in America, we have a homeless problem. We can cover it up. We can say we don't. When I was working at the VA and people were, we were serving the homeless, many states and many cities like San Diego would refuse that they had even a homeless problem. Someone once said, a starving man has no manners whatsoever. And I saw that. They would eat out of the dumpsters behind restaurants. They would eat out of the dumpsters at McDonald's. Yet there's a difference between starvation and having a healthy appetite. When you're starving, you'll snatch at anything to try to satisfy your craving. Many people turn to drugs, alcohol, immorality. This world is snatching at anything and everything in a feeble attempt to starve off the pangs of spiritual starvation. But when you're hungry, when you're hungry for something in particular, nothing else will really satisfy you. Am I right? Am I right today? If I want barbecue, pizza won't do the trick. I'll get filled up, but there will be nothing within me that's still not satisfied. When you get hungry for God, nothing else will satisfy you. You've got an emptiness inside your heart. You've got a blackness inside your heart. You've got a void inside your heart. I know our world is facing spiritual starvation right now. And I know that people are looking everywhere for anything to fulfill that hunger. But I also believe that there's a spiritual awakening coming. God promised when I began spiritual awareness with Pastor Davenport, he said in a vision to me, you start that uh, and I'm going to bring a spiritual awakening uh, to the churches uh, and to the Christians in the world today. A hunger, if you will, happening in our world that only Jesus Christ 
can and will satisfy. Amen. Praise God. I want you to hear me when I tell you that in the words of that old song, only Jesus can satisfy your soul. There's barbecue on the table. In first in, in the book of John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John 21, the disciples had been fishing all night long, and they had caught absolutely nothing. Yet when Jesus shows up, he calls them to in for breakfast. In John 21, verse 2 through 13, from the New Living Translation, I like that once in a while to read out of that. But my next question is, where did the fish that Jesus had come from? You see, I'm telling someone that Jesus has already provided everything that you're hungry for this morning. Everything that you have need of is being fulfilled right now. And all it takes is for you to initiate it. Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. And they said, we'll come too, they all said. So they went out in their boat, but they caught nothing all night long. They labored all night long with their nets and nothing. They, they caught absolutely nothing. And at dawn, the disciples saw Jesus standing on the beach. But they, they couldn't see who he was. And he called out. And he said, friends, have you caught any fish? They said, no. And then he said, throw out your nets on the right side of the boat. And you'll get plenty of fish. Does that not say something to you? My friends, if we want something better, we're going to have to we're going to have to throw our net out again and we're going to have to throw it out on the right side. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So they did it. They rolled up their nets and they threw them out on the right-hand side of the boat. And they couldn't draw in the net because there were so many fish in that net. And then the disciples who Jesus loved said to Peter, "Is it, it is the Lord, isn't it?" And when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put his, his tunic, put on his tunic, for he had been stripped for work, jumped into the water, and swam ashore. And the others stayed with the boat and pulled a loaded net to the shore, for they were only about 300 feet out, but they knew they couldn't get all those fish into their boat. And when they got there, they saw that the charcoal fire was burning and fish were frying over it, and there was bread. He said, bring me some fish you've just caught, Jesus said. So Simon Peter went aboard and he dragged the, the net to the shore. And there were 153 large fish, and yet the net was not torn. Now come and have breakfast, Jesus said to them. And no one dared ask him if he really was the Lord because they were, they were sure of it now. Then Jesus served them all bread and fish. I want you to understand this. Why waste time? Why are you wasting your time to satisfy your, 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 your earthly hunger when you need to be satisfying your spiritual hunger? That's where we are. Satisfy your spiritual hunger with the things that, that will never do the job when, when you can find what you've been looking for right here this morning. You need to satisfy that spiritual hunger within you with the things that will, will never 
Never do the job on the outside, but boy, inside your heart, uh, inside your spirit, uh, under the anointing of the Holy Ghost, uh, you can find what you've been looking for right here in God's word, right here in God's house, uh, right here with the anointing of the Holy Ghost uh, in Jesus' name. Somebody give him praise and glory this morning, right where you're sitting, right where you're listening to the sound of my voice. Who wants beans when there's barbecue on the table? Hallelujah. You know, I read to you at the opening of this message. I read to you Ezekiel 7, uh, 6 and 7. All the labor of man is for his mouth, and yet the appetite is not fulfilled. You can spend the rest of your life, brothers and sisters, scratching for something to try to fill that craving that you've got in your heart. That craving is the love of God. That craving is the touch of Jesus. That craving is the anointing of the Holy Ghost. You might even hit the jackpot. You might find superstardom, live like a king or a queen, and have everything you think your heart could ever want or desire. But in the end, uh, you will find out uh, you were satisfied with nothing, uh, nothing, when God is offering you everything this morning. Hallelujah. Now, I trust. I trust today that although the title of my sermon was deliberately humorous, nothing has been... Taken lightly about the promise of God that he has for you today. When Jesus Christ said, blessed are they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. What does that mean? He was inviting you to a spiritual banquet, my friend. He was inviting you to come to Gospel of Faith Church and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be filled with the anointing of the Spirit. Just as he promised then to be filled with his love. There's too much hate in the world today. But you can be filled with the love of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. It still means it today. Because Jesus is the same today, yesterday, and forever. Jesus can satisfy that appetite in your heart. Who wants to settle for beans and bread when there's so much more to be found today? <coughs> Who wants beans when there's barbecue on the table? I want you to come today and find the very thing your heart has been hungering for for so long. I want you to come and sing and praise and worship Almighty God in the house of the Lord that's open and be fulfilled in your spirit. Once again, be fulfilled and feel the wholeness of God inside of you. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen and amen. I want you to know right now, when your heart becomes established by the love and the grace of God, you'll know and you'll come to the realization that you are entitled and, and in the position to receive every blessing, every fiery blessing from God that he has promised in his holy word. I started this by saying the devil was a liar. That the devil spreaded hate and discontent. That's his job. That's what he does well. But that Jesus Christ was a savior of love and of hope and of faith and of grace. At which point, once you've received Jesus Christ, you will never worry about what you see happening around you because all the distractions are contrary to God's promise of peace and tranquility in every situation. You can 
And God expects you to walk with full assurance that his blessings will be manifested in your life and an abundant life. He has planned for you. And it's constantly within your reach. If you'll reach out and touch Jesus. God wants you to know and to realize healing, protection, prosperity are all yours all the time. And they are inexhaustible through the Lord Jesus Christ. For he is the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. He's there for you right now. The devil came into this world to lie, to cheat, and to steal. He will tell stories and promise so much to anyone who will listen to him. But he will never deliver on his promises and will never shed a tear over one soul missing out on an opportunity over the love and the grace of God. This gospel, this gospel that I'm holding, you can't see me right now, but this gospel that I'm holding in my hand right now, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, this message of the Lord Jesus Christ who died for your sins, for my sins, for everyone's sins, if they'll only believe. And in the time in which we live, in today's world, we mustn't, mustn't, I say mustn't be swayed by what we are scared off, but stand on the hold fast to what we know, we know that we know that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And that he is that God sent his only begotten son to die on a cross of Calvary, nailed, scourged, uh, bled for you and I, paid a heavy price for our sins so we would never, never have to live in fear again, so that heaven would open its doors to us and God would welcome us in, and there would we ever be with our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. I wonder, can you say amen? I don't care if you're driving down the freeway. Roll down your window and shout amen, hallelujah. There, right there in your living room or your kitchen or your vehicle. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. I tell you, glory to God. God has a new awakening for the church today. John chapter 14, 1, 4. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go, hallelujah, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, hallelujah. Say it with me, I will come again, praise Jesus. And he will receive you into himself. That where he is, listen, where he is, there you may be also. And where he goes, uh, you know, and the way you know. The devil, the accuser, that serpent, likes to think he's winning the battle. But praise be to God, Jesus already has the victory, victorious that has defeated the accuser and all of hell. You want, an, you want a vaccine for the Corona-19? That vaccine is the Lord Jesus Christ. That vaccine is the blood of, uh, of the Lamb, the blood of the righteous Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. The most peaceful feeling one will ever find is knowing that through Jesus Christ, we have already won the battle. Hallelujah. Have heard the old statement that made everybody happy. It went something like this. I read it back of the book and we win. Let me change that today. I read the front of the book and it said in the beginning, God, and I know, I know, hallelujah. I know the rest of the story. Whatever he starts, he's going to finish. We can trust him for that. I want you to help bring someone into the kingdom of God this week. Go out and speak to somebody about Jesus Christ. They're down and out. It's time that we look up. 
Look up, pack up. We're going up to be with Jesus. Hallelujah. Can you give God praise and glory? Remember, this was Jesus' great commission to the church. Go ye therefore and preach the gospel to all the world, baptizing him in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's someone out there right now who doesn't know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. There's someone out there right now that is sitting there thinking, how, how do I find Jesus? I've done so much wrong in my life. How do I find Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior? I'm going to tell you how. Jesus said, there is salvation for all. There is salvation for all. The most important question that I have for you today and what you're going to face is what are you going to do when you face Jesus Christ on that glorious day? Our external salvation depends upon the answer that we give today. You can't wait to that last moment when that trumpet sounds and say, oh, now I need to make the decision. No, you need to make the decision today, right now. Right where you're sitting right now, right where you're driving right now, right wherever you can hear the sound of my voice, you need to make that decision. Is it going to be an eternity in hell or is it going to be an eternity in heaven with Jesus Christ, with our Father in heaven, with the Holy Spirit? Tell me. The following are a few things concerning salvation that I think you need to realize and be done. Realize that all have sinned and need a Savior. In Romans 3.23, it says, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. 1 John chapter 1, verse 8. In the book of Luke, chapter 13, verse 3, it says, Repent of sin. Except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. These are not my words. These are God's words. Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. Acts chapter 3 verse 19. 1 John chapter 1 verse 9. Confess your sins to God. Don't confess them to me. Don't confess them to man. Confess your sins to God. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. That's 1 John chapter 1 verse 9. And with the mouth, listen, with the mouth, the confession is made into salvation. Romans chapter 10, verse 10. I have many people come to the altar and say, I need to confess. And I say, confess to God. Confess to Jesus. I'm here to lay hands upon you. That you would forsake sin. In, in Isaiah 55, verse 7, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let them return unto the Lord Jesus Christ, for he will abundantly pardon them. Listen to me, my friend. The wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. Christ paid that, 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 that wage, if you will. Christ had to pay for our sins to be forgiven. And he did that on Calvary's cross. He died on that cross. He bled on that cross. He took stripes upon his back that we might be healed. Hallelujah. Our Savior, Jesus Christ, is waiting for you. He's waiting for you to say those short few words that ask him to come into your life, that confesses your sin before him, that asks for forgiveness. By his stripes you will be healed. And by his blood, you will be forgiven. And by the grace of almighty God, you will be accepted into the family of God. Will you say this short prayer with me right now? Just say this short prayer with me right now. Mm -hmm.
you say to me, Pastor, Pastor, I've fallen away from the church. I've fallen away from God. I think my faith is strong, but I, but with all that's going on with COVID-19 and with the with the, the rioting in the streets, I've just I've just lost my faith. I've lost my my touch with God. Then I want you, my brother, my sister, I want you to say this same prayer as we say this prayer. And I want you to come back to the fold of God. I want you to come home to be with Jesus. Would you do that with me, please? And for those who've never accepted Jesus Christ, or you're not sure that you've ever accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I would like you to say this prayer with me. And after you've said this prayer, I'll have a few words for you. Let's say it together. Dear Lord Jesus, say it with me. Dear Lord Jesus, say it out loud. I know that I am a sinner. Lord, and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe that you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and I invite you to come into my heart and into my life. I'm going to say it again. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and into my life. I want to trust you, Lord. And I want to follow you as my Lord and as my Savior. Here's the big one. Lord Jesus, change my life. Change me. Make me a new creation in Christ Jesus. I pray amen and amen. My friend, if you prayed this prayer in sincere faith, I'd like you to email me at spiritualawareness, all one word, spiritualawareness777 at gmail.com and give me the date that you said this prayer. I want to congratulate you for making the greatest decision you've ever made in your life, coming to know Jesus Christ as your Savior. And I want to welcome you to the family of God. I want to encourage you to go out and find a Bible-believing church and knock on the door. They may be closed up, but knock on the door and say, Hey, I've accepted Christ and I need to be baptized for the remission of my sins. I believe they'll do that. They can take precautions, but they'll baptize you. And then when the church opens back up, seek out a Bible-believing church and join them so that you can learn all that you can learn. And meanwhile, join me, Pastor Davenport, at spiritualawareness.net and listen to these sermons. They'll touch your heart. They'll bring you love and faith and hope and grace of God into your life if you'll just take the time to listen. Now, welcome to the family of God once again. Praise God. Today, today I want to make a special offer to help us financially stay on the air. I'm offering a King James Version, large print, wide margin study Bible. And it has all the tabs on all the books of the Bible for quick reference. It's a beautiful Bible. It's black and it's, it's, uh, it's artificial leather, but it's, it's a beautiful Bible. 
And I think that someone that has just accepted Jesus Christ or those of you that are studying the Word would enjoy this Bible. This Bible, if you go to spiritualawareness.net, those of you that are listening by Spotify or or uh, Anchor or Breaker or Google Podcasts, one of those or Apple, go to the the actual website, spiritualawareness.net, all one word, spiritualawareness.net, and go in there and you'll be able to see this Bible. It is for the offering of $100 to keep us on the air. If you enjoy our messages, if they touch your heart, your soul, help us stay on the air, won't you? With that, I want you to just kind of lift your hand up in the air for God's blessing right now. Now may the Lord bless you keep you, make his face to shine upon you until he brings us back once again. God bless and thank you for listening.